All right. Well, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal Podcast. We are so glad you are joining us again. Uh, Once again, the uh, Temporal Eternal Podcast is all about eternity, where we focus on um, our life, our thoughts, just everything that we do in our life is focused on, uh, man, that we live more than just for this time on earth, but that as Christians, we believe in, in eternity with Christ. And today we have an exciting guest, uh, Pastor Josh Poole. How you doing, sir? So good. Just like Dave Ramsey, better than I deserve. (laughs) Shout out to Dave Ramsey. Shout out. Um, uh, Pastor Josh, he is a, a good friend of mine. We've known each other for at least probably close to 10 years, I would say at this point in time, not to, not to eight, man. Yeah. So yeah. Oof, well, yeah, okay. Long time. So 14, wow. 14, 14, 14 years. 14 years. Oh, man. Um, man. So, uh, yeah. So he, he was part of master's commission was a, a leader in masters when I was a student and, uh, definitely has been a friend that, um, has been encouragement to me and, and poured into me and, uh, grateful for, for who he is. He's the uh, lead pastor. at a mission city church and uh, man, we're so blessed to have you and thank you for joining us today yeah uh thanks for having me i i think my my audio of your Hold voice on. cut out a little bit and it just came back to senior pastor yeah. let's try it one more time go ahead and do that uh mm. handoff again donald Sorry okay about that. no no it wasn't no, you I it was, was it was all of no, i think it froze up all over Every, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it was definitely the Matrix. Yeah. So I think I think uh, Neo was doing something. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, and we are we are so stoked uh, to have Pastor Josh Poole with us. Uh, I have known uh, Josh um, for for fourteen years, um, and he's been a friend friend for me, um, and and somebody that has uh, encouraged me and poured into me. So I'm grateful for his friendship and who he is in the kingdom. He's the lead pastor at uh, mission city church so man we're so stoked to have you man thank you for joining us today yeah thanks for having me uh i like like donald said known him for a a super long time and so uh (laughs) for me it's just incredible to see uh to see people that went to this ministry school um, become leaders and utilizing the gifts that god has given them to impact Mm -hmm. the kingdom in all kinds of different ways and uh, I know that this podcast is is just one of those avenues that he uses, but it's a it's an incredible tool, and I'm grateful to get to be a part of it. Awesome, man. Well, to, to start off, uh, we do a random question. So, Brennan, if you can grab your timer and do a minute here, we're gonna it's gonna gotcha. be like a this this or that, Josh. So as fast as you can, we'll see if you can get through all the questions. Which right. one would you prefer, uh, Brennan? You tell me when you're ready. All right. Sounds good. And we're going to make sure they're like super tough and uh, a little bit on the edge so that, you know, we start you off nice. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Here we go. Ready, set, go. It. Car or truck? Truck. Cake or pie? Pie. Hamburger or taco? Hamburger. T- toilet paper, over or under? Over. Duh. Uh, ca- mm. Candy or popcorn? Candy. Okay, Mr. Florida. Beachfront home or cabin on the lake? Cabin Ooh. on the lake, baby. Ooh, cabin on the okay. lake. Dog or cat? Kind of. Obviously a dog. 
<laughs> Netflix or you Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Mac or PC? Mac for sure. Popeyes or Chick Fil A? Chick Fil A. I'm a Christian. Come on. <laughs> Josh, Josh like that's his favorite place. It's Chick Fil A, so I had to throw that in there. Uh, how are we on a time? Is that it, Brennan? Ten seconds. Okay. Pancake or waffle? Pancake. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Or card game or board game? Board game. All time. right. We got through it all. That was pretty good. Come on, dude. Yeah. Let's nice. go. Nice. So easy, uh, easy, so, easy questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you were confident. You knew what you what you liked, and uh, the if, if he went for the blessed you, chicken. Oh, he. So <laughs> for those for context, for anybody who knows me, what Cheez Its are to me, Cheez Its Chick Fil A, yeah. Chick Fil A is to oh. Josh Bull. Like that is yeah. that is equal. So if you know me at all, and my I will, snacking, I I will have to say I have never bathed in a bathtub full of Chick Fil A, so. But Donald, that, has video, of, that video is not on the internet. So. We have removed <laughs> that video from the internet. <laughs> Chick fil A sauce, though, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be controversial. But, well, hey, no dude, we're, we're super stoked uh, to have you. And I, and I would love to, you know, have you just share some of your story. We were, we were talking a little bit before and uh, just, just your story about, you know, where God has brought you to, what he's, what he's brought you through. Right. And, um, yeah, in a lot of ways it sometimes feels like it's, uh, can be overwhelming or sometimes that we don't feel like we're ready for it. Or e even sometimes like, I know I, for me, for some of the things God has for me, I feel like I don't deserve it, which might be justified, but, but I'd love to hear kind of just have our listeners hear a little bit of your story and, and what God's done with you in your life. And even, even recently as well. Yeah. Just, uh, jump in and stop me when, whenever you need, uh, I know you said we got about two hours, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, well, totally. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're on, at work in a podcast. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, you know, uh, I'll I'll try to make it semi quick. I think that uh, for for me, you know, I I grew up really in a in a home that proclaimed Christianity, but didn't really have the actions to back that up, and so I didn't really know what to think about God growing up, um, I got into a rut in life at about 18, 19 years old, as a lot of us do, because I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do in my life. And um, I got invited to come to a conference. And uh, it was at this conference in 2004 in Phoenix, Arizona, that I truly, truly gave my life to the Lord. Um, I was living in Florida and visiting Phoenix at that time. Uh, that was in February of 2004. And <clears throat> my life had been so impacted by this conference that I moved in June of that same year. So February to June, I packed up everything that I had. I got in my car and I drove all the way to Phoenix, Arizona to be a part of a hands-on ministry discipleship program called master's commission. Um, that completely wrecked me. It changed, it changed me. And, and I wouldn't say it was so much the program, but it was the Lord. Obviously it was the Holy spirit. It was uh, me abiding and, and him and, uh, and, and learning and falling in love with his word. Well, that led to a, a pretty long stint of me, you know, doing ministry. And, uh, I, I kind of hopped from one church to another, uh, depending on, you know, what, what position, uh, I, I spent a majority of the ministry time in, uh, youth pastor positions and <clears throat> as a single man, uh, moving for the roles that I took, it seemed as, as if, uh, 
after about a year to two uh, in any position, I was not happy for whatever reason. Uh, it was never the job. I always loved the job. I always loved the ministry. I loved the kids, but the politics of church, you know, it's like um, people are involved in church. And so you know that it's, it could be flawed. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I would get to a point, you know, oftentimes, and, and some of it, you know, it, it was me too, you know, I'm, I, maybe I was self-righteous, uh, felt like, uh, I, I knew better and, and I, than I did. And, and so I would get to a point where I thought, I don't think the people that I'm working with really love Jesus and I'm sick of this toxic environment. And so lo and behold, somebody would call me and say, Hey, why don't you come and work here? And I'd say, Oh, it's the Lord. And so I would just go from position to position. Every time an offer was made, well, uh, that kind of ended in 2015. I took a job in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, and you know, you know, I was desperate if I went to Lubbock, <laughs> but it happened to be the place that I met my wife and it was, uh, it was an incredible time. I spent about a year there. The thing was with this particular church is I was offered like this contract. So they said, listen, we're going to give you a $5,000 moving stipend. And I was like, wow, like that's crazy money. I don't need that much to move. Like I only need like a thousand. And they said, no, 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 take it. You know, we're going to give you $5,000. But here's the deal. If you leave within a year, you got to pay back all 5,000. If you leave within three years, you got to pay back, you know, 3,000 or 3,500, whatever. So I was like, oh, well, of course I'm staying here forever. You know, and, and uh, I was super pumped and took the job and I was specifically just over high school. Well, in about 10 months, I built my high school, the high school ministry there from about 10 kids to running about 40 to 50. And uh, they decided, hey, this isn't growing fast enough for whatever reason. They wanted to combine junior high and high school and they wanted to put somebody else over it instead of me. And they asked me to move into children's ministry. And I was like, I mean... I like kids, but I don't like kids. <laughs> like I, I am not called to children's ministry. And, uh, and I just remember, you know, thinking I'll give it a try. So after about three months, I was like, listen, man, uh, I didn't move here, uh, to West Texas to be in children's ministry. Um, you guys clearly broke the contract. I'm I'm done with this. Uh, I, I can't, I can't, uh, stay here and do children's ministry. And so, they said, okay, all good. You owe us, you know, all this money back. And I was like, you broke the contract, not me. And when they came up with some idea that, you know, hey, you signed a contract for the church, not for the position. I was like, so you could have made me the security guy or the janitor three weeks after me being here and I'm still locked into it. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. They were going to send me to collections. And so I was like, dude, I... I love God, but the church, we're not friends right now. And so I, I left that church and I was struggling financially. I got a job mm. in a secular environment and, uh, and I worked my butt off to pay back every dollar that I owed them. Um, not so much because I was scared of going to collections or anything like that. I, I didn't have great credit anyways. Um, but I was like, I, I just felt so strong, like that the Lord was telling me do the right thing. And, and, uh, you know, if I signed the contract and they were asking me to do that, then that's what I was going to do. So I paid back all the money uh, while I was saving up to, to get married. And so, uh, me and my wife got married and I'm working two years at the Hyatt, uh, at the front desk 
getting yelled at by every person that comes in the door because you know you pay all that money to go and be miserable with the front desk at a hotel you don't pay that <laughs> money to go and enjoy a vacation you, you got to be mad about something um so so for two years man i straight up got humbled and i remember mm. about a year and a half into it my wife was like are you ever going to get back into ministry and i was like i mean you know, I, I honestly have prayed about this and, and I believe that there's a couple circumstances that have to happen in order for me to go back into ministry. Number one, I have to attend the church and I have to serve at the church. Like I am not taking another phone call uh, position anywhere, you know, and, and, and as it would happen, uh, as soon as, you know, I felt clarity about that in my prayer life. I got two phone calls, one from Georgia and one from North Carolina. Uh, hey, come and come and be a youth pastor here. And I was like, no, like I, I'm done. I'm not doing it again. It's not mm -hmm. going to happen. And so uh, so I was like, you know, I got to attend a church, plug in. And then if a position opens up, we'll see what happens. Well, 2016, uh, got married and then moved to Florida. And like every uh, first year married person's dream, we lived with my parents. <laughs> So that was, uh, that was awesome. What a season. Uh, they, they, I, I transferred to a Hyatt in Florida and they said the cost of living is so cheap in Florida that we're going to give you a pay decrease. Not only did I get a pay decrease moving to Florida, but also all the commission that I was making in Arizona, they didn't have that type of opportunity here. So I moved to Florida 2016, May of 2016 and uh, no, sorry, May of 2017, I moved to Florida and I was making $11 an hour. I literally could have made more if I worked at McDonald's, but I was making $11 an hour living with my parents, first year married. And uh, we, we just wanted to be by family. And my wife was like, I don't care if we live by your family or my family. Her family is even further in the armpit of America and West Texas. She lives outside of Amarillo. <laughs> And so I was like, I'm not going there because I'm not going to work at Walmart and I'm not going to work in the oil fields. So we can go to Florida. It's where my family's at. And she was like super pumped to move to Florida. I didn't force her. So it was all good. So we moved to Florida and I knew that Hyatt wasn't going to work out. So I started looking for a new job and I started working at Apple selling computers. And I know it sounds like, oh, that's still not a great job. But Apple ended up being one of the, the greatest companies I've ever worked for their culture, um, their common goal, uh, their values. I've taken so much that I learned at Apple and applied it in the ministry world. And so mm -hmm. I'm working at Apple mm -hmm. part-time and we start attending this church, um, called mission city. And, uh, we really love the community immediately. Our first Sunday, we were like, the preaching was, it was good. You know, the worship, they were, it was good. They were talented. I, I don't know if you've ever felt like I'm looking for the most tolerable church. I probably yeah. shouldn't say that as a pastor, but I'm like, <laughs> you, you're, you're like, you're looking for a church that you're like, I'm not going to fall asleep during the message and I, I can actually engage in worship. And it's, it's just not that easy. Right. But we found this church and we were like, worship was okay. Word was okay. But the community was incredible. I left there the first, uh, the first time we visited thinking, I want to know who's in charge of the volunteers because they have such a, mm. a healthy, a healthy, uh, community. So we started attending the church and we got involved in a life group and we, we were like really, really loving it. So, uh, that was, that lasted for about six months working at Apple and I'm only working part-time at Apple. 
And I was making more money part-time at Apple than I was full-time at the Hyatt. Mm. So working, working part-time at Apple, looking for another job, trying to figure out what to do. Well, six months into us being at Mission City Church and attending a life group, they're hiring for a youth pastor. I was like, Lord, is this you? You know, like <laughs> this is exactly the way that I prayed. And so I applied for the job um, and inevitably uh, I got the job part time. And I was like, this is perfect. I can be yeah. part time at Apple and I can be part time at the church. That that lasted for about six months. And uh, legit, I I remember telling my wife, it was like just some random day. I was like, babe, uh I know that at some point the church is going to want me full time or Apple's going to want me full time. Um, we need to start praying about this so that we know what direction we want to go uh, when, when that happens, you know? And so we started praying, kids, you not a week later, I walk into Apple and they said, Hey, Josh, uh, we know that you've been wanting a full time role. We're hiring for a full-time role and exactly what you're doing. We think that you would be great. Uh, would love for you to fill out an application. And I was like, no way. Like we're literally praying for this. This is awesome. So on my break, I go to the break room and I'm filling out my application on the computer in the break room. And I get a text message from my pastor. No hey, way. Uh, swear. Josh, I uh, really want to take this youth group to the next level. Um, but I need you here full time. What's it going to take to make that happen? And I was like, I, <laughs> wow. I thought this was going to be an easy decision. Like, no way. <laughs> and so, of course, you know, I, I submitted my application for Apple and then I went and met with the pastor. And, you know, if you're in ministry, you don't tell the pastor, you know, I'm not really sure if I want to do that or not. Um, you just say, oh, yeah, for sure. But even if you're still praying about it. <laughs> don't follow that advice. It's not good. As as a as a as a lead pastor now, I'm like, you better tell me the truth, um, like what's actually going on. But uh, I I didn't, uh, and so we didn't discuss like pay. We didn't discuss when I would go full time. All we discussed was like, do you think you know you're the guy, or whatever? And I was like, yeah, you know, I think so, and um, kind of shared my vision for youth, that kind of stuff. Well, uh, about a week later. Um, me and my wife praying through it. I, I decided I'm going to work at Apple full time. Like I love this job. I, I love the culture. I love um, all of the opportunity there is to grow here. Um, it's, it's just, it's an incredible, incredible company to work for. And so I was like, I can volunteer with the, uh, with the church. I can serve with youth, all that kind of stuff. So we decided that and my wife, knowing that I'm a people pleaser, I was leaving to go to church, um, you know, one day and, and she says, Josh, don't chicken out when you get to the church today, you have to tell the pastor that you're, that you're wanting to work at Apple full time. And so I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to do it today. So I drive to the church, you know, fire my belly. I'm like super nervous. Well, I get to the church, I walk inside and I'm like, Hey pastor, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? And he was like, Oh, I actually have to go right now and pick up my son from, from school. So I'll be back and, and we, we could talk. And I was like, all right. And I tried. Well, he didn't come back that day. So I left and I went to work at Apple that night and I get an email that went out to the entire church that said, congratulations, Pastor Josh. <laughs> um, you've been hired. You know, we hired Pastor Josh full time as our youth pastor here at Mission City Church. And I was like, no, what did I do? Like I screwed up. 
And uh, I, I sent a screenshot to my wife of the email and she just sent me the emoji that's like, you know, like, crap, what are we going to do? And, and um, we decided, hey, let, let's, uh, let's give it one year working full time at the church. Uh, you know, you got a great relationship with people at Apple. You'll always you, you could have this opportunity again. And so, yeah, we decided to work, work at the I decided to work at the church for uh, and, and give it a year. And literally a year later, I was the lead pastor of the church. And I'm like, wow. And, and even even that part of the story was that, uh, you know, they were going to fire me. They hired me full time and they were going to fire me because mm. they just they felt like I cared more about Apple, all, all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, you know, and this is this is the life of a youth pastor, right? Like, has your senior pastor ever come and listen to you preach or, you know, been super invested in your ministry? Uh, the pastor had never come to hear me preach like he didn't know anything about me except how I was in the office. And uh, I, I guess he, he didn't like that a whole lot. And so they were getting ready to fire me. Well, he sent his wife to come and listen to me preach. And she came back and wow. was like, oh, he's, he's really good. And so <laughs> he, he said, you know, um, you know, one, just one random week, he was like, hey, uh, why, don't, why don't you take the message next week? I want you to preach for, for Sunday morning. And I was like, okay. And so I preached on Sunday morning. And that, that, uh, that Sunday after church, he looked at me and he said, are you ready? So ready for what? He said, you ready to do my job? And I was like, is this a test? Like, I don't want your job just so you know, like I have never in my life wanted to be a lead pastor. Uh, I would throw up thinking about the weight of that responsibility. I don't want, I don't want to do your job. And he was like, that's what you're going to do eventually. And I'm like, I, I mean, if the Lord makes me like, I don't, I don't want, I don't, I literally don't want that. And so as time went on, it seemed like more and more on Thursday and Friday. And even once on a Saturday, he would call me and be like, Hey, can you preach this Sunday? And I'm like, uh, yeah. You know? And so I would always say yes. Well, it became very clear in, uh, December of 2018 that he was, he was on his way out the door. He was just like, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be the pastor anymore. And so he was looking for somebody to take over the church. And again, he had made passing comments to me, but I'd always been like, dude, that's, I know you're joking. I don't want that. Like for real, this is not what I want. So he had brought yeah. in a couple different pastors. Uh, I thought they were just guest speaking, but come to find out he was like trying to give them the church. Well, I realized this eventually, and uh, and one night I, I told him, I said, "Hey, man, if you're like, if you're dead serious about leaving and not being the pastor anymore, I would, I would pray about taking it because I knew, like, I'm called here. I love this church. I love the people here. We have such an incredible families, all all this kind of stuff. And and uh, you know, as time went on, he kept planting that seed, and and I had thought, what would I do if I was the pastor? Like, what would be different?" Mm -hmm what kind of vision would I have? And, and of course I was still like, oh, I don't think that I, I want to do that though. Like I, I didn't even necessarily feel called to do that. I certainly didn't feel qualified to do that. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I might like give away something here, but I, and may, maybe it's not a good thing, but sometimes as a youth pastor, you're like, these kids are playing Fortnite, you know, like they're not, they're, they're not going to call me on something if I'm not right. Like the pressure of, if I speak to adults, sure. 
for they sure. all know they all know the bible like more than and, i do i can and there's, I can some, give there's some people in the church that man i tell you what like at some of the churches i were at that were uh you know more theologically sound i mean like oh, yes. i mean it's just it's it's incredible no so i get that and it's it's uh frightening too you know and so even whenever i would like guest speak i thought oh this is like so heavy i'm just like waiting for somebody to come up to me after service and be like did you know you said this wrong or you yeah. know Heresy. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like super nervous, you know, but, uh, but anyway, I, I was like, you know, I went to him one night and I said, Hey, if you're for real, for real, like you're, you're dead set, you're going to leave. I don't want to see you bring somebody in here that doesn't fit our culture or is just, is just going to be another guy. Like, um, I would pray about it. Well, the next day we sat down for three hours and, uh, you know, we were at Chipotle and he was, you know, telling me all the reasons he thought I would be a great pastor, all the reasons he felt like, you know, his time had come up and, and, uh, you know, he said, I just don't, I don't have hope for it anymore. I'm, I'm sick of seeing people come and go, you know, it's like people are on the front row mm-hmm. all in support. A couple months later, they're in the balcony. A couple months later, they're gone, you know, and it's like, it just, it just destroyed his, uh, his sense of security, I think, because it's easy to put your value in the success of the church. And mm. that's a huge mistake. Um, yeah. I was reading this book called Dangerous Calling by Paul David Tripp, and he was talking about how on the opposite end of that, sometimes pastors will be like, our church is growing. God must be so proud of me. Like I must be such a great, like it's, it's God's favor on me is the reason that the Mm -hmm. church is growing when it couldn't be further from the truth. It's God's church and he's going to grow the church and, and everything despite you. And, uh, it was, that was one of like the thoughts that just kind of wrecked me to realize, oh, I'm a steward as a youth pastor. I'm a steward of God's church and the youth. Like that's all that I am. I'm going to do my best for the Lord and, and pray that he, uh, that he does what only he can do. I can't change a student's life. I can be available, but I I don't have any ability. It's the Holy spirit. And so this is in, this is in uh, March that we're having this conversation. He says, you know, if I do leave and I very specifically remember him saying, if I do leave, it won't be until December. And I'm like 87% sure that I don't want to be the pastor anymore. <clears throat> I specifically remember that. We're in March. He says 87%. And he says, if I do leave, it won't be till to December. He goes on a trip to Boston. Boston. Shout uh, out. That next week. Shout out. He goes to the <laughs> Northeast. And uh, seven days later, this dude comes back and says, you know, you want to take it. I know I want to leave. Let's just do it. And I was like, oh, wait, what? what? No, 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 no. That's a pretty I'm not, I'm, offer I'm there. I'm not doing that. Dude, I'm like seven days. You said that December. escalated quickly. That escalated yeah. very quickly. And so uh, I, I begged him to stay until at least July so that we could get a good, can't even get a good transition process in place in, in that short a period of time. But um, we, we did what we could and man, the church went through some major transition, uh, in, Mm. in that year. So in 2019, 
I mean, basically our entire staff flip-flopped and, and uh, we had had to make new hires and it was just crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I took over the church in July of 2019 and uh, mm. felt so, so unqualified, but God had put such a clear vision on my heart of just get the church healthy. And all you need to do <clears throat> to get the church healthy is focus on fundamentals of Christianity, mm. hold people to a standard, live above reproach, actually read the Bible, like get into life groups. And so we spent uh, a year, uh, I mean, dude, listen, I took over as a lead pastor in July of 2019. Uh, and then I launched a campaign to become a debt-free church in January of 2020. Mm. Come on, guys. We could do this. <laughs> let's give more. Let's grow this church. January of 2020, let's get debt-free. I put a, a goal of $400,000 in front of our church in January of 2020 and then March it. And I was hmm. like, clearly I yeah. didn't hear from the Lord. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're uh, in a worldwide pandemic. Uh, we're literally not meeting in the church for eight weeks straight. Mind you, one of those Sundays was Easter Sunday, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Like, yep. so for eight weeks, we didn't meet in the church at all. Um, but man, God is unbelievably faithful. I'm going to tell you yeah. right now, there was, there was difficult decision after difficult decision, facing conflict. Remember, I'm a people pleaser. Uh, just very clear, like, we need to do this because this is the right thing to do. But what are we going to do? Like, and yeah. without saying too much, like there was staff that were not living above reproach, that were living in sin, that we were like, we have to have this conversation. Oh, you don't want to change? What the heck are we going to do if we have to fire this person? Um, what the heck are we going to do if we have to let go of our piano player or our drummer or our guitar player or all of them because they're not living to the standard that we're setting? And we're like, we care more about health and living above reproach and being a, a, a God-centered uh, church than we do about talent. And so all of our mm. talent, all of our gifted people, every, everything that in my head made our church successful, it was like overnight gone. And I was wow. like, what the heck are we going to do? And I'm telling you, dude, I mean, I would be like gut-wrenching nervous, scared, throwing up, terrified to make some of these decisions. But we had these hard conversations and it was like within 12 hours, almost every time within 12 hours, hmm. somebody, somebody would call and say, you know, I've been coming to the church for about six months and you know, God's really laid on my heart. It's time for me to start serving. And uh, I've been playing guitar for wow. 20 years. I'm like, <laughs> What? Like, no. there's no way. Like, mm. I'm telling you the confirmation over and over of like, do the yeah. right thing and God will honor it. God will provide. Mm. It's not on you. God's going to so provide. True. It happened over and over and over. Awesome. Oh, and by the way, uh, in November of 2020, our church paid off our debt in full. Also, wow. We didn't stop uh, doing a single thing for outreach. We gave, no kidding, uh, nearly $60,000 more to missions that year than we ever wow. had before. Like we gave more, we did more, we reached more, and hmm. we paid off all of our debt in the middle of a pandemic and our church grew. Wow. 
unqualified, dude. There's nothing in a playbook that I read that I knew to do in order to make that happen. It was 1,000% only trusting God, having a strong mm-hmm. prayer life, and following what what you know He really laid on our heart to do. And I mean, He's just He's unbelievably faithful. Yeah, that's my story. <laughs> no, that's incredible, man. And I and I think it you know just to hear the the full journey right and just to hear you know where god brought you and i and i think something that is you know something i speak a lot to um on the podcast is really the season i came came from and um there is a really you know one of the words is like self-awareness is like realizing like hey like like for me, I, I had similar experience. I left a church and there was a, you know, there was the church we left. It was a great church, but there was some stresses and and things like that, that I just wasn't handling well. And then we went to another church that maybe didn't have those same things. And then there was still stuff going on. I'm like, wait, what's this? And it was like my depravity. <laughs> it was like, it was like my issues. Like the things going, I was like, wait a second, wait, this isn't the, this isn't the, this is me. There's, there's habits, there's mindsets um there's different things that are going on in my life and, and so you know having that even early on with with your journey where you realize okay I'm, i don't want to bounce to another church i just really want to be o- obedient to the holy spirit and just how god yeah. did it i mean i remember talking to you you know briefly about it and and then just hearing okay yep he's he's youth pastor in right and then like before you know it, I felt like it was like the next day. I'm like, wait, he's, he's leaving. Like, what just happened? Like, I like, what, what is going on? Um, but even just to see, you know, I remember, I remember you guys had this like cool, like light bulb set up on your stage for, for the giving and, Mm -hmm. and paying off and being debt free and just, just seeing, you know, what God did is in something I've realized more and more and you, you hit it right there at the end is it was just like, getting back down to the basics. Um, mm. And I think sometimes within ministry and within American Christian culture, we try to make it happen and try to formulate it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And really what, what the key is, is, and it's, it's, it's so tough because there's just, we're, we're in the self-help book culture. Here's the 10 steps to reach in the dreams God has. No, it's just like, just be God's kid. Uh, you know, f- continue to strive after him, have intimacy with Jesus, continue to turn away from sin and temptation, continue to press in towards the Holy Spirit. And when you line up your life with the simple gospel and the calling that God has, has called you to do, all the other details will be figured out. And so, yeah. and, and also I, I, I truly believe too, is it's a lot less stressful. Like, so when I'm, when I'm serving the Lord, and I'm in in right mind and right heart in Jesus, I'm not dealing with as much anxiety. I'm not dealing with as much fear. Yeah. And and usually those things happen more when I start to try to put the onus in my hands versus the Lord's hands. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's the it's the greatest mistake of Christians in the world is believing that if you try hard enough that you can be holy, that you can yeah. be closer to God. It's like, dude, just read your Bible and pray. Like, mm-hmm. 
just read your Bible and pray and understand that it is the work of the Holy Spirit in you that yeah. that that does that. It's like, dude, I, I can't I can't give up my addiction on my own. I just can't. You know, it's like yeah. you, know, you get you get accountability and you get the apps and you get all the things like I, I can't I can't do it on my own. I just can't. It's like when you are, are finally to the point of coming to surrender to the Lord, like I don't know how to be a pastor. I don't know how to give up my dick. I don't know how to, how to do this. Like I surrender my inability to you when we're, hmm. when we're weak, he's strong. Right. Yeah. All, all I can do is draw close. And he says, he'll draw close to me if I do that. And so dude, just read your Bible and pray. Like yeah. that's, that's it. That's it. And, and everything else, Holy spirit's going to take care of. I mean, the entire chapter of John 15 abide in me. And I'll abide in you. And if you got the Lord abiding in you, come on. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and listening to you to just the entirety of your story, Josh, like I think something that struck with me is just like those times where you said, you know, it's like it was beyond me, but God stepped in. And I think a lot of times for us as believers, as followers of Christ, because that's simply what Christianity should be, is us following Christ, like in its simplicity, like you said, get in your word, yeah. spend time with God. He's going to do the rest. And I think we believe this lie a lot of times that it's like, hey, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. And the biggest problem with that is the word oh, you. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. the thing is, is then it be, makes it that it's about me and what I can handle in my strength. And it's like, ask anybody who's experienced any amount of life and you're going to probably have some experiences that are more than what you can handle. And it's more about, he's going to give you what he can give you the strength to get through. And so mm -hmm. it requires us to go back to that place where it's like, I can't do this. I, I, I can't, if that was the case, if it was something that I couldn't handle, I would have failed every time, you know, I would have messed up yeah. every time I would have fallen back into my own ways every single time it's because of the strength of the lord that gets me from this oh, place yeah. of where i'm at to where he's calling me to be and so i think that we have to really unravel that and realize exactly what you're saying is like man god is going to do incredible things in our lives and through our lives if we let him be be in that first place be in that place where we draw upon his strength and not our yeah. own because it can't be done by myself it can't be done to glorify me it can't be done uh oh this is what i did or the right. tense you know it's like no, God can give you the wisdom for those things, but it's because of him It's because of his strength, you know? And so we do, we have to fall back on that. Yeah. And what a fallacy to, to even believe like God won't give you more than you can handle. Uh, hmm. That's why he sent Jesus because you can't handle it. Yeah. Like the right. only, the only thing that the Bible says that he won't give you more than you can handle is temptation. He says, I won't right. allow you to be tempted yep. beyond what you can bear. I'll provide a way out. But as far right. as, your strength and your ability like dude that's li that's literally we need to understand that we can't yeah. do it on our own that's yeah. why he sent jesus yeah right like we, we literally can't and so that's a it's so important for believers you know even seasoned believers to remember and be refreshed like i can't not in my own ability i just can't yeah you know you know something yeah. that i i think about is um is when Satan tempted Jesus in the desert. What the strategy was is he took scripture and he twisted it just a little bit, right? Yep, yep. Um, and, and just made those subtle adjustments. And so 
I think uh, what I have seen both in my life and because of that also in others li- other lives as Christians is we have a Western uh, Western culture and a very performance driven culture that has mm-hmm. seeped into our doctrinal beliefs in Christianity, in the sovereignty of God, in our role in this whole thing as disciples and as believers. And we have to be very careful because all of a sudden we go, oh, in the same way that I perform uh, for my workplace or for my for a sports team or the same way that this is going or that's happening, uh, we try to take that mindset that is so ingrained in us culturally um, into our faith. And it's really not biblical. And it really starts to take, uh, in some ways, the 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 sovereignty of God out of it, or really puts us in a place that is really beyond our scope. And, and that's where a lot of times we fall and we fail. And then also when, when we have success and we won't just for the sake of time, we won't get too into it. And people are like, well, you know, I was successful. Yeah. Sometimes God anoints the work, you know, like sometimes God is, God is going to, you know, cause he, he's wants to, but it's not about you. It's about the work that he's, he's calling, you know? And, and so it's not, it's not as much about it's you being a vessel and you being open to it. Well, uh, wrapping up today, um, I would love to hear just some just some final thoughts from you guys, just about just uh, you know not only Josh your story, but just what uh, what people really can take away from it as well. Yeah, are you? I'm so sorry. Are you <laughs> wanting me to share final thoughts? Or are you guys going to share final thoughts about what my story? We're all going to share final thoughts. I just said it weird. Hold on. Let me do it one more time. Do you want me to go first so then, <laughs> so then we can what? add on Josh? <laughs> I was like, hey, Josh, that story you spent you spent that long telling us, like, what can we learn from it? <laughs> it was so many more thoughts on that. In about 30 seconds. <laughs> hey, Josh, I got nothing out of your story. So what can people take from it? Like, that's literally what I said. <laughs> Even though we had a great discussion after the fact, like it was such a bad setup. Okay, ready? Here we go. My bad. That was that was a really that was a bad alley oop. That was like throwing. Do you want me to stand. throw something? I just have a small thing I can throw, and then we can throw it just to end it more on Josh. How about we do that? Sure. Sounds I'll do good. final thoughts and let you go. Okay. Yep. Cool. Okay. Three, two, one. All right, guys. As we as we wrap up this episode today, I'd love to hear just some final thoughts you have for our listeners. Yeah. So another thing, Josh, as you were saying, and I think this is so key for so many people, and this could be within the church, within church leadership, pastoral ministry, any kind of ministry, um, within leadership, within whatever kind of job or role that you have. Um, I think something so key is, is, and we've talked a little bit about this idea, is that many times we start to function out of our ability and less on relying on who God is and, and working through that. And I thought that was just so on point and so key because um, I know I'm guilty of it where we kind of relax back and man, I, I can go back on my experience and old things that I've done. Um, but what we're doing is, like you said, is we're not actually stewarding what God is doing in that place, you know. And so I, I just that spoke to me a lot. And and for those listening, I hope that is something that we can really reflect on: is that are, are we are we functioning out of what we're spending our time in with the Lord, or are we functioning out of maybe just our ability of the past or experience that we have from the past? Because we can really be missing what God is trying to do, what He's trying to speak in that moment. Um, and so I encourage you guys really just to to take that to heart. 
Um, and Josh, that was such an on point thing and just incredible to, to hear your vulnerability and uh, your experience and your story of what God has done and, and really just learning how to shift and how to, to walk away from, OK, I'm going to do this out of my self, my strength, my ability and, and see what God is actually going to do. And you saw the increase of what God did through that. So that that was really cool. So. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's hard to. It's hard to take everything and just boil it down to a couple of things. But I mean, that's exactly what Jesus did, right? He said, yeah. of all of the 600 plus laws, he says, hey, just uh, love love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? And like it, love your neighbor as yourself. It's, it's just going back down to the fundamentals. And if yeah. we really stick in scripture, uh, right? Because that's, that's the fruit of someone who loves yep. the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, is I'm, I'm going to pursue the Lord then we're going to see very, very, very clearly uh, that there is a, a common theme in the Bible. Stay humble. Humble yourself. Yeah. Why? Because if you lift yourself up, then you're, you're just going to fall, right? Let the Lord lift you up. So stay humble. Seek after him. Boast in your weakness, not in your strength, because it's when you're weak that he is strong. And so don't, don't be afraid to, to just tell the Lord, here I am. I, I'm I'm available, um, even in the areas that I, I know I'm not qualified. God, if you're opening that door, if you're leading me there, I'm I'm going to do yeah. what what you want me to do, and rest in the fact that it's your strength, not mine, that's going to ultimately allow whatever whatever you put in front of me to be successful. And so, um, yeah, I I appreciate you guys, appreciate the time, um, love your hearts. I, I love that this podcast is uh, reaching people and just sharing different experiences and, and pray that people are able to catch something out of this and, and be able to uh, draw closer yeah. to the Lord because of it. Amen, man. We, we appreciate you, you coming. And I think, you know, I think my, my final thought just based on what you guys just said is uh, you know, just the one mistake I made is I fell into that. I became a functional Christian and then I was also a pastor doing mm -hmm. that. And, um, and I lived off of yesterday's victories and there's a there's really a, a principle from the Old Testament when the Israelites were in the desert wandering for 40 years and there's this manna, this bread that came from heaven. It was only fresh. Right. It was it was he brought fresh bread every day. And really, that is, yeah. uh, you know, a reflection of our relationship with God is that um, that we should be living out of fresh intimacy with him. And when we start to so not do that, that uh, that causes us to began a process of slowly drifting away and losing perspective mm. and uh, living off of function. So Josh, we, we thank you so much uh, for joining us today yeah, and for all, thank of our, you, man. all of our, all of our listeners and subscribers. Thank you again for joining us. Once again, we are on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Make sure you leave a review, leave a comment, subscribe, follow us, and uh, we will see you next week. All right. Sounds good.